Welcome to the Girls on Tour podcast with Mira Manga. Hello and welcome again to the Girls on Tour podcast, the podcast that interviews inspirational and excellent women all about their adventures in transit. As promised, this episode is a drag extravaganza. Are you a RuPaul's Drag Race fan? Me too! That's where I was introduced to the infamous and outrageous Willem, my favourite ever contestant. And after a trip to New York, trailing him from meet and greet to meet and greet, and some pretty real advice on relationships, I now call him my delicious friend. He gives us one hot minute from West Five, and Sharon Needles throws in her opinion too. Don't worry, we'll get Willem for longer next time. Next up, from right here in London, it's the fabulous Meth. So when I was timidly sticking my nose into all things drag, she really proved to be the hostess with the mostess, running successful drag nights and looking after a little sprout like me and welcoming me into the family. Thank you, Meth. Enough explaining, let's just get straight into the conversation. Let's go. You look good. Hi, podcast of this girl, Mira. It's too loud, too loud. Shut up. What is your essential travel item when you talk? Uh, um, a, a portable douche, because in England they don't sell the disposable ones, and I like yeah. to use it for my number when I butt chug. Absolutely. Stay hygienic, people. Stay hygienic and hydrated. Number two, uh, how do you keep a long-distance relationship alive? Or Fuck other guys. Yay. Fuck okay. other guys. It really helps. Succinct. And do you have um, one travel tip for anyone who might be uh, shy or scared about traveling? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Don't be afraid to ask for upgrades or if somebody's fat, tell them. And then say, this. Their, their elbow fat is infringing upon my seat. I need my own seat. They need to be moved to first because then the fat person will get moved to first and you'll have an extra seat between you. I love it. Sharon, how is it traveling with this one? What did I blow? <laughs> Nothing that got me humming. Oh. Thank you, oh, guys. It's not, it's a, not breath- a breathalyzer, It's not Sharon. a breathalyzer. I'm so oh. sorry. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> my God, love Willem so much. So now, from the meet-and-greet craziness of West Five to the sublime surroundings of her upstairs and my conversation with Meth. I am here today with the inspirational, fabulous, glamorous Meth. Oh, I didn't even have to pay you to say that. I know. In your your home, your place of amusement, your place of work? Uh, yes, yes. My lovely bar, her upstairs. Where I first met you was the Black Cat. Sadly, no more. So how did your journey to evolve end up here at your own bar? Oh gosh, well it was just kind of all a little bit by accident to be honest with you. Um, I mean not long after the cat closed, um, I got a call from George, who's my one of my business partners. Uh, he used to be the deputy manager at the Black Cat, oh, was I who I George. ran a lot of the events with. Um, yeah. And he'd been hired as the manager of a new uh, LGBT bar in Camden, which was called Block Bar, which was in this building. Yeah. Um, so we, that happened two years ago. And I spent a year um, working here. We had a residency every week with the Family Fierce yeah. on Thursdays. Um, and I think after about six, seven months, I kind of came on board as an events manager for the space. So we were working here with Wayne Shires, who owns East Block and Block South. Um, but then there was like this, uh, after a year of Block Bar, there was kind of this um, transition period for Wayne and what, how he wanted the, the space to go. Mm. And he was turning downstairs into just more of a club space. So long story short, through many pitches and various ideas thrown yeah. around, we decided to um, build floors. Um, I know this is a podcast, so our lovely viewers, <laughs> viewers, be- beautiful listeners, raised levels, yes, yeah. they didn't exist basically. They this this yeah. floor used to be a bridge above the yeah. club. You'll know if you ever come to visit. Um, 
so we decided to put the floors in and create two yeah. actual spaces upstairs and down and we took over upstairs while Wayne ran downstairs so that happened yeah. September 23rd last wow. year so we're just coming up to our first birthday and I have to tell you listeners like uh, on the way up here the walls are festooned with flowers and then in here the whole bar is meth colours oh yeah <laughs> which are purple and yellow and this is like got some gold as well yeah purple turquoise gold you know Gorgeous. they wouldn't let me do it full purple and yellow i tried i yeah. tried so i managed to like <laughs> get yeah. around it with purple and turquoise with touches of gold yeah no it's you can definitely tell i've had a hand in the decor Absolutely. here <laughs> and there's bunting and fairy lights just everything you want it's it's beautiful so yes there must be lots of visitors post mm -hmm. this podcast and i have loved just getting to know the London scene and it's been really friendly and welcoming and when I first was this little kind of you know timid girly coming in you know completely wide-eyed an incredible kind of exposure for me and then I got so used to you being in the black cap and you know seeing you was like just really amazing and happy and comforting and then I turned on my laptop and you're in the world of wonder studio <laughs> doing a transformation yes welcome to his face exactly and like that is something i would watch religiously yeah. and i fell off my bed yeah so this is all about girls who travel and tour so mm -hmm. how do you go from black cap to world of wonder la um well i mean i decided to go to america i'd wanted to go for so long um this when i filmed transformations was actually just after the black cap closed um i had it booked for ages and i was like yeah. i want to go um for a holiday, if TSA are listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just went over and I went to New York for 10 days. Um, I actually primarily went for the first ever Austin International Drag Festival, um, oh, okay. which I was asked to do as a kind of British ambassador. I think that was the name of the role. Um, but I decided to add LA on as well. Mm. And uh, the lovely Vanity Venom, who's done a couple of transformations, said, oh, if you're going over, I'll put you in touch with the people at World of Wonder. Wow. Hopefully you can get something sorted. So yeah, she, she dropped an email with me, CCD and it just kind of wow. grew from there but you're not supposed to tell anyone that you've been on it like so that it's kind oh. of a surprise when the the episode was it released was so there was a lot of people being like oh my god and i was like yeah, uh, yeah i know uh. and you also had the most um kind of you know i compare it to 24 almost because uh -huh. you had the intruder in the yes, studio episode yes, the actual meth head wandering in off the street it was i mean not to shatter any illusion, it wasn't as terrifying as they made it out to be. He was tiny. He was like five foot seven, skinny. Yeah, he was off his tits on meth, but um, I could have probably taken him. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird, and it was just like, of course, it's the episode that me, meth, the drag yes. queen, is doing. Well, they know their mother. Their <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you arrange this? Is this but, a convenient plot twist? I mean, there is a moment when everything's going normally, and then you both just look at the Stop. camera and you're like, what the fuck? It says at the bottom in brackets, strange man enters. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we all know that feeling. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about traveling as a drag queen. Uh. So when you have to go and you know you're going to be meth, mm -hmm. do you have separate suitcases? Like, how do you pack? How do you fit in everything that you need? And I mean, boy clothes generally tend to be the last thing that I even give consideration to. Oh. So it's just like trying to find as much space. I mean, I tend to use like the carry on tends to be most of my boy stuff. Oh, that's because meth doesn't exactly pack lightly. You know, I'm a no, big hair and gown kind it? of girl. What a selfish bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's, you can have the carry-on. Yeah, well, you know, but with makeup and everything that you can't take on, carry-ons yeah. and stuff, you know, she does take up a fair bit of space. Um, yeah. I mean, when I went to the both of the times I've been to America, that was the hardest because I was there for two weeks. Yeah. Both times, was it two? Two weeks. Three weeks the first time, and two weeks the second time. You also have to explain to the TSA 
Thankfully, they didn't look through my suitcase. I went straight on through um, (laughs) both times. I went with my boyfriend the second time, so I think that was kind of a convenient... just like, yeah, we're here on holiday. Yeah, so And just kind of layered both of our kind of normal clothes in with the drag just in case they did start looking around. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's always nerve-wracking. Um, but you did it. Yeah, yeah. And can you travel with just one suitcase for meth? Uh, depends on what I'm traveling for. Like, most mm. of the stuff I'll do in Europe will tend to just be one night. So, yeah, yeah that's easy, easy cool. enough to do, especially if I'm going over and doing, like, a set. So I only need one, yeah. one outfit. Maybe two if I want a different one to go and mingle yeah. before or after. Mm. But, you know, generally it's it's kind of easy. And I do have certain outfits that pack down a lot easier than, yeah. than others. So it just I just think cleverly about what is, A, impressive, mm. but B easy to travel with Absolutely. so yeah I mean it's a big suitcase I travel with but okay. and it is I <laughs> okay. use every possible square inch of the yeah. thing but yeah it's not it's not too tricky okay I'm just imagining you just <laughs> squeezing things in with a crowbar yep. and how do you keep wigs looking fabulous um I mean I I take very good care of mine um I yeah, put you hair can nets see. Over and I like I wrap them in fabric as well before I travel mm. if it's a particular leave like very precious one. Sometimes mm. that'll go in my carry-on. So I'm just going through like, security <laughs> with a wig head and a, you know, oh. it, it, they, they are tricky, especially because the hair, particularly the hair, kind of hair that I've been wearing the last year, year and a half, is very mm. styled. It's very yeah. delicate. It's not just a chuck in a bag, no. get it out, shake it and go sort of yeah. situation. So you do have to be careful. And there are, there are just certain wigs that I have that I can't travel with. Like yeah. they have to be in the country. I mean, it's, it's easier when I do outside of London gigs mm. so I can kind of take it in a separate bag and hopefully yeah. no one sits next to me on the train so it can kind of have its own seat so I'm kind of <laughs> oh, sat there with my wig heads but um yeah no I have I have certain wigs yeah. that are better for international travel well I would urge anyone to look up meth to see the full apparel and the and mm-hmm. the hair, which is gorgeous by fuller wigs follow her on Instagram she's incredible yeah, we'll put a link and then yes. you can be like, look, look at me, I'm helping you out so much. She's my absolute favourite hair wizard of all time. She's absolutely, Aww. she's completely self-taught as well, but the precision and like detail and Amazing. everything that she puts into it is incredible. I oh, there's, there's a bit at the end where I'm going to ask for any advice Marvelous. to new queens, <laughs> which is the most hated question. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's sick of it. But yeah, new queens, check out that um, wig person. Um, and if the worst happened and your suitcase was lost, but you had to be meth, what would be your travel essentials? Like, what would you absolutely need? Eyelashes. That's like the one thing that... That's your big if thing. I, I've forgotten eyelashes once when I went to Glasgow earlier this year. Yeah. And I thankfully managed to run around and buy enough... Because I, I like huge, big... You, you know, have, I don't yeah. just wear 301s. So I'll wear fucking, four stacked. Yeah, like, And wings. stacked out. <laughs> and I managed to butcher together... Frankenstein, we call it. Um, <laughs> from Primark eyelashes. I bought some, like... Those horrible stargazer ones that really curl. Oh, wow. But they, yeah. the only color they had was like bright yellow. So I got a sharpie. <laughs> and cu- I was there in my hotel room coloring in yellow and then chopping off the horrible bits and sandwiching them up. And I managed to get it together for that. But it's like not having eyelashes is the thing that I don't know if I'd be able to go on stage. Yeah. I think I could wow. deal with having to borrow like a blonde wig because I never wear natural hair colors. Yeah. I think I could deal with like having to get clothes and wigs together but yeah. if I couldn't find the eyelashes that yeah, that's I like it. I just don't know if I could do it I'm not going on or yeah, yeah. Be a bit of a Samson sort of thing like as soon as I've my eyelashes yeah. taken away I lose all my power good to know so any meth fans can send eyelashes care of her yeah. upstairs Camden <laughs> thank you and um you travel a lot now so from like beginning where have you performed oh gosh I mean, well I mean because I did 
four and a half years before I kind of started Meth as a character, I was doing burlesque for ages, oh, and I travelled a lot for that. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mistress, God rest his slash her soul. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did I did travel all around the country a fair bit for that already, so I was already kind of used to it. But, mm. uh, I mean, by this point, I've done Iceland, Sweden, Norway, Germany, wow. um, Cannes in France, like, multiple cities in America. I've yet to break Asia or Australia or yeah. come to Brazil. <laughs> I get that all the time. I'd love to come to Brazil. It's quite hot though. It but is. I still love to go. Um, yeah, Australia and South America for sure somewhere I'd like to go. And, Absolutely. Um, like maybe Japan or Hong Kong. So you're preparing for global domination. Oh, I've been preparing since I was born, darling. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a favourite venue or a favourite place, somewhere that you absolutely love? Her upstairs, yeah. 18 <laughs> Kentish Town Road in Camden. Um, I no, I love performing in America. I really do. I think the yeah. um, the kind of relationship to drag is, is not better, but different. And it's quite enjoyable the way through tipping and stuff like that, you have a lot more of a direct interaction with yeah. a lot of audiences there. Um Performing in New York is incredible. San Francisco, I loved. Yeah. Like, absolutely loved. I think because the style of drag that they do in San Francisco is the most similar to the UK. Um, I like LA for the tips. Yeah. Can you, can you, I'm just like, what's the word? Like, so obviously the first time you get tips, which is, you know, something Mm -hmm. we've watched, you know, but doesn't happen in the UK, sadly, because we'd have to use fivers or throw pan coins. I'm okay with that. <laughs> fivers are fine. <laughs> so what does it feel like when you're up there experiencing tipping for the first time? Take it was, us through that. It was weird. The first time, like, it did take me a little while to get used to it. I'm obviously not too long. Someone's handing you money. It's great. <laughs> it's, I think it's more just because over here we, we create acts to keep people's attention from start to finish. And yeah. there are so many things that you kind of need to be on stage for, especially in my acts, the edits that I do. Yeah. So there was a lot of, like, collecting the tips and being like, oh, shit I have like one line before this spoken word bit comes in so I should yeah. probably get to, to a more visible point so it was quite frantic to begin with trying to work it out but you do kind of get used to kind of when you first step on stage you kind of plot the room out a little bit in your yeah. head especially when you're doing acts that you know inside out um, I did get used to it pretty quickly but it's really important to Americans that you actually take the tips though like you know oh, it's wow. thankfully someone gave me that piece of advice quite early on that yeah they, like some people can think you're quite rude if you don't take their tips um, and that yeah. that kind of one-on-one interaction is so important to them so yeah. and it is quite nice kind of working that in and kind of adapting mm. your performance style to have those little one-on-one moments with everyone is, yeah. is it was really fun um do you remember how much you got in your first oh gosh i mean i've still got a stack of ones with me here that i use in the tipping acts that i do over here um i mean the <laughs> most um i did an amazing gig in riverside in la with morgan yeah. mcmichaels um two days before i left on my first trip over yeah um, i think i got like a hundred dollars throughout the Woo! night Yay! just from two numbers <laughs> like they tip really really well in la i have to say i did Whilst I didn't necessarily enjoy LA as a city, I did really enjoy the shows yeah. that I did there. They were really great. And oh. yeah, they do give you quite a bit of money. So that was So nice. the money's good, but LA yeah. didn't speak to you? Like... Not particularly. But then I was staying in the middle of West Hollywood, which I don't think is very me. Yeah. Which was great when I was out in drag, but they couldn't give two shits when I went out, you know, oh. just to kind of see what WeHo was well, like. All um, I know from that is Eastsiders. Have you watched that? It's like, a, it's like a gay Eastenders, but oh. set in West Hollywood. Right. And the only reason I watch it because Willem is in it mm-hmm. and it's like a drag couple. And I was like, oh, that's WeHo. I oh. didn't even know what that was. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, know I enjoyed the shows that I did in WeHo, but I didn't particularly enjoy being out. So it's not very in, out in Muggle alternative. Yeah. No, no. I think I, but then generally I, I don't really enjoy being out when I'm not working anyway. It's my <laughs> no. job being around Met gay bars and does, stuff. Yeah. Like I want to hide away from that when I have some time off. But obviously, I was there. I wanted to see what it was like, but. Quite a lot of people are a bit. Did you visit themselves. the famous Wendy's? Because I hear that a lot. No, I did and not. So that's like a famous drag 
like diner, I guess, mm-hmm. in West Hollywood. Yeah, no, okay. no. I did. I went to Hamburger Mary's. Cause I was oh, like, oh, I should is probably... that what I'm talking about? Maybe. Hamburger Mary's. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I went, I I went there one night. Completely wrong. Yeah, I did that and Mickey's and the Abbey, like the yeah. iconic sort of places in WeHo. I See, think. that's cool because you can say you've been there, yeah. and I, I haven't. I've been to In and Out Burger in LA. <laughs> but it's different. The other thing that you do is you look after queens who come play for you, mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of the things that I kind of notice is that they always have lovely things to say. and <laughs> Bribery that, gets you far. Well, that's kind of <laughs> unusual because, you know, you quite often, if a queen is not happy with hosting, you mm-hmm. hear about that, right? Yeah. And it becomes a thing and everyone spreads it on Facebook and it becomes like a spat. You know, you can't really get away with being shitty. But you get some really lovely recommends mm-hmm. from the American queens to come and, and be with you guys. So... What, how do you look after a travelling queen? What's the important things to well, do? I think because I am a travelling queen, I know what I would appreciate. Yeah. And that's things like being there at the airport when they arrive. Like there's only yeah. been one time where I li- just literally physically wasn't able yeah. to go and pick them up and no one else was able to. So I, that was the one time I had to send a car yeah. um, for Willem, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just things like that. And kind of, I mean, I haven't done it in a while now. It's been nearly two years since we did the last meth lab. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of left that game. But yeah, it was just offering to take them out for dinner, spending time with them. Yeah. Like, especially when we were first doing it, it was like back in the day when they would only do here, mm. Glasgow, Dublin. Yeah. That was it to begin with. And then Belfast got involved and then Manchester. And we were always the first one on the tour. So they'd quite often arrive with us Yeah, early and we'd get a couple of days. So it was just making sure that they were looked after and that we took them out mm. and around. But it, at the same time, I quite enjoyed it because it meant I got to know them as people and, you know, yeah. kind of realised that, yeah, they've been on this TV show. Yeah, they're internationally renowned. But, mm. you know, they're, they are just regular folk yeah. like us underneath <laughs> um so yeah it was just generally just, 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 sounds just like being a nice person like i don't think kindness. it's that difficult like yes this is a business and yeah they're here to work and mm. we're their employers but that doesn't mean that you can't like enjoy each other's company and be a, be a good yeah. person it is literally as simple as just offering Aww. to take them for dinner or telling them if they just want to go out and explore kind of explaining the oysters if they don't want to cab everywhere yeah. and things like that you know it's that's so sweet i mean i don't i don't think many people would pick the queens up from the airport it's not as common nice. anymore from what i've heard oh allegedly <laughs> allegedly um i just do I you miss it's... that do you miss hosting because you're such a good <sighs> host you're like not really i don't oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, i miss spending i do miss spending time with them and i, I miss the shows but i don't miss that kind of for, for two, two and a half years of my life, I was spending 90% of my energy producing shows with Drag Race Girls. Yeah. And I was just like, I had a great time and it was amazing, but I'm having a lot more fun and a lot more kind of personal fulfillment focusing on myself and kind of what we have here in London yeah. and kind of trying to provide space for that. Because if you've been to her upstairs, you'll see it's no longer, it's not big enough to do yeah. Drag Race Queens, especially the Black Cap isn't anymore. You look at where Drag Race yeah. is now. There's, you have six to eight of them doing yeah. sellout shows to two and a half thousand people at the Troxy. It kind of doesn't have that same wow. coming to a local gay bar sort of feel we, as when we first started. You've just um, made me realise how lucky we were. Seriously, yeah. we were, everybody touched all the queens mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, it's tiny. Yeah. Apologies for switching over to the iPhone, but I've uh, been hoisted by my own petard by pretending we take way less long than we are taking. So you were just describing how you could have gone easily for like just ramajama mm-hmm. in the black cap, yeah. But you didn't do that. I but but again because I didn't really come into it with a like it wasn't about making money and like yeah. trying to you know sell to class blah blah blah. It was about making sure that everyone had a good time, not just the rude girls, that everyone yeah. in the audience. And 
you know, the space didn't lend itself to being sold out to capacity. If it was the kind of space that, yeah, we could have, of course I would. But yeah. it's a lot, it was a long, thin space. I mean, thankfully, the stage is quite raised. So mm. you, you are, as a performer, quite high above everyone. So yeah. most people did get a good view if you were in the right place. But yeah, long and thin, by the time you get two thirds of the way back, even someone six foot four would yeah. struggle to yeah. see the show. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to, especially the amount of money you, you do have to charge to be able to cover the cost of these girls. Because mm. they're not just their fees, it's international flights hotels a lot of them have assistance as well that you have yeah. to pay for so you know they weren't cheap shows to put on yeah so it was always just about making sure that we could cover our costs pay our support acts as well yeah. and pay them decently which is something we were always very keen on right down to our stage managers and our door hosts like everyone yeah. was being paid a fair wage for yeah. what they were doing so yeah i could have made well thank an you extra for like that. 400 quid by selling an extra 70 <laughs> tickets which is like well i'd rather not deal with 70 people being pissed off with me every month yeah than have, no. like that's not worth 400 quid we were really lucky i'm just now appreciating what how special that time was and yeah sorry to you guys listening you, you missed out i guess <laughs> i'm sorry about that um you mentioned assistance so do you ever travel with entourage no not no. outside of london no no boyfriend joe maybe oh gosh that would not be fair on <laughs> yeah no no i mean he he traveled with me the second time i went to america but it was part yeah. holiday for him and because all of his research is about drag and yeah. the spaces that drag happens in and the communities that drag happens in. It was, you know, great for him because he was traveling around with me to all the gigs. He was getting to come and see all these different spaces, all these different shows. So he was yeah. having a great time. He didn't mind it then. But if I was, you know, just traveling or like if that was my, if, <laughs> my full time job, like it is the Rue Girls, if yeah. I was doing that same sort of schedule, I don't think that would be very fair on our relationship. No, because that's <laughs> a question I always ask, like um, if travel is part of your um, your thing, like how do you cope with long distance relationships? But that wouldn't be a thing for you. Not at the moment. I definitely don't travel outside of London enough for it to be considered long distance. Um, And if someone offered you like, you know, a month tour in America, would you be like, yay? Would you be like, yay, if Joe can come too? uh, No, I'd take it. I mean, the first time I went, I went by myself for three weeks. You know, we've been together for over seven years now. Like we can can deal with a month apart. Like (laughs) it would probably be grateful for a month apart to be honest with you. But he's super busy with his PhD. He teaches a lot as well. So, you know. We're, we're grown-ups, we can deal with not being with each other for a month, oh. like, for, and for the sake of me having the offer of a, a month co- tour, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, not it's like I'm going, I'm just going to fuck off to a beach for a month, babe, bye. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm going to work. It's, it's so nice to hear about a functioning relationship, <laughs> yay, <laughs> they can happen. Yep. And then finally, I this is a question that all queens hate, I, I know, but I always, um, I try and use this podcast to encourage girls or young boys who want to kind of get into drag. Um, to actually be brave and travel and be independent. Um, So I know it sucks as a drag queen to get this question, but do you have any advice for someone who's maybe nervous about traveling to do something that they love or just just advice? Generally the same advice I always give is just do it. Like find a space, find some friends, or even if you don't find friends, just go out. Like a lot of spaces will be very welcoming to someone coming and I mean, the first time in drag I think it's it's yeah. just a case it look it sounds terrifying and obviously you know I've been doing this for eight and a half years now for me to go I'll just do it it sounds yeah. very easy um, <laughs> but you know it's just a case of just there are so there is so much out there that you yeah. can just go and I think yeah the kind of encouragement to travel is something I haven't really thought of like there's so much you can see so much different drag just by traveling around the UK for God's sake like yeah. what the Manchester Queens do is so different to what we do here and it's mm. you know 
only two hours away on the train like yeah, yeah. get out there and travel and go and see things you know, if you've got the money and if you're like new to the scene and you're looking for a night to go to is there like a, a really good website resource or what should you google to find nights oh i mean i think that's just a case of following people's social media and, <gasps> oh great like, yeah great suggestion you know, knowing what venues are out there and yeah no you know what kind of drag is it you want to go and see yeah you know, there's venues do tend to be kind of very specific in what the sort of drag it is that yeah. they offer if you want to go and see our traditional old school queens then you know there are all the places in soho that you can go and visit if you want to go and see like an incredibly out there balls to the wall east london style thing go to the glory yeah you know? and yeah there's like the incredible work that the manchester queens do at places like cha cha boudoir love this you know it's there's so much fantastic stuff in every city I yeah think and you know i think kids these days are far better so there's no point me telling <laughs> a young <laughs> wannabe drag queen yeah. about social media because they probably do it a hell of a lot better than i do <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know it's so many you look at some of these kids and they've got everyone added on facebook including international people like yeah it's so easy to find cool. other drag queens these so days so just get out there do it and just be like forthright in your investigations yeah be bold uh, yeah well thank you so so much for your time My pleasure babe and uh, can I come back again and ask you some other questions of course yeah. as if you couldn't tell I like to talk so yeah, I know this is, so, this is one of the <laughs> easiest ones I've done so thank you for that and then um, I'm going to add after the podcast listeners some dates coming up at her upstairs and just some information about the club and how to get here because it took me quite a few goes I'm yeah very directionally right by a tube station yeah I'm very directionally challenged <laughs> kind of but ironic that you're then doing a podcast about touring traveled. really yeah <laughs> I'm doing it to help myself <laughs> yeah as much as anyone else but thank you guys for listening and yeah bye ta-ta you're listening to Mira Manga and the Girls on Tour podcast thank you so much marvellous Meth and wonderful Willem I feel so happy to have these ridiculously awesome drag superstars in my life. If you're a London person, check out Her Upstairs. As mentioned, it is Meth's birthday. This Saturday, the 30th of September, go see her doing Judy at the Carnegie Hall. Um, yeah, Meth is fucking amazing live, so don't miss her. You can keep up with Willem online at his website, willembelli.com, and check out his YouTube channel for pure brilliance. As usual, if you have any questions or suggestions or just want to say hi, please email me at girlsontourpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Time. Thanks to Bill at Radio Paradise, Rodri and Abby, and of course, Charlie Moores, who transforms me and this podcast from Magnolia Crawford to Jinx Monsoon. Next week, I will be introducing you to Harriet Cross, first a guest of Kermode and Mayo, and next week, my guest, yay! She's a British consul based in Boston, and you are going to love her. That's all the business done. May you always be joyous within, and happy trails till next time. Bye!